Welcome to track number 8 of The Bag of Seeds. John 12, 23-24 Jesus answering said, The hour is come, the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily I say unto you, Except a, a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Amen. So, three words will characterize the planting of you as a seed. Amen. The first word is fall. The second word is die. And the third word is fruit. You get it. Except it fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. If it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Alright? So, these are the three things that uh, have to ex- you have to experience. And when you go through them as a seed, what happens is that you no longer abide alone. It says, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Amen. If it die, if it die. So if if it doesn't die, it doesn't bring forth that amount of fruit that you wanted to bring. Are you with me? Are you there? Alright. So verily I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die. It abideth alone, but if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Amen. So, you are seeds, well prepared with genes. Now, within you is the genes of the lighthouse ministry that has been planted in your heart. But you still have to go through some important things. Even though all that information is in you. Any seed you see has the potential to become a mango tree, pawpaw tree, pear tree, whatever kind of tree. Isn't it? Every seed has some kind of potential. But all that potential is not going to be released through you until you fall into the ground die and then bring forth much fruit. So, these are the three things uh, you need to go through. The first thing is falling into the ground. Amen. Falling into the ground. Now, falling into the ground basically consists of Disappearing. Amen. You need to disappear. Oh, is it not easy? Disappearing. You see. Oh. Disappearing is the same as falling to the ground. Vanishing out of sight. Amen. 
Now, if you take somebody like Jerry, he's visible. Huh? He's visible. But if, but within him is all the genetics, the DNA of a huge lighthouse cathedral. Do you see? But he has to go through three stages, if you like. He has to fall, because I didn't say he has to go through three stages. The Bible says, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground. Corn of wheat. It's not a corn of, of, of maize. It's wheat. It's going to bring forth wheat. Wheat is what is used to make flour, I think. And unless it falls into the ground and dies, it's going to just be there. Amen. Amen. Wow. Coffee makers are improving. Are you there? Now, everybody who bore fruit had this experience. The first experience of falling to the ground. Jesus Christ was hidden in the desert for 30 years. Isn't it? Did you ever hear of Jesus for 30 years? His appearance... In the ministry surprised those who didn't know that a seed had been in the ground for 30 years. Moses had to vanish to the wilderness for 40 years. True or not true? You get it? After which, you know, he began to bear fruit. What do you think? Is it fantastic? Joseph, who was going to be the prime minister, vanished into Egypt's prisons. Huh? And he, he was there as a slave for years. Then he came forth to bear fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. So, uh, this is a very, very important um, thing. And usually, there are reasons why you have to disappear. Disappearing causes some important things. One is separation from people whom you are called differently from. You see, if you are called differently from your brothers and sisters, you are going to need to be separated from them. Now, the fact that you are called does not mean your brothers and sisters are separated. Onto the same ministry. 
sometimes you need to be separated from all that you've grown up with. Maybe you grew up in like um, Moses. You grew up in Egypt. In Pharaoh's house. All that you know is Pharaoh's style. But there are some things you need to know. And you sometimes just need to be separate to sort of separate from that. In order to bear fruit. You see, even for me to be in full-time ministry, it took a long time to even bring my mind to living of offerings. It's true. Now I live, I live of offerings. But it was, you know, for a, a doctor who is used to going to earn his daily bread from hard end nine to five work. Like how maybe here people come and present me with envelopes. Look at this. Somebody will come and say, I mean, at your work, do they come and give you envelopes like this? <laughs> yeah. Somebody come and give you an envelope like that? And then you, you add all up and see whether you can pay your rent. It's wonderful. You, you become like nothing. <laughs> it's great. You see, but you, you even have to be separated from a world to be able to enter into a new world. I'm telling you. It's wonderful. Hey. Yeah. By the time I finished being separated, I was now fully separated from doctors in the world of medicine. And that whole group. It was even strange for the Lord to tell me to go back to medicine and start doing some medical things again. What do you think? Huh? Amazing. Joseph was separated from his family who always put him are nobody. Shut up. Small boy. Ah. Shut up. And you see, people's estimation of you is not what is God's calling and definition of you. So sometimes you need to be separated from all those things. So that you can become what you are supposed to become. I had to be separated from all churches. I remember I went to a church that had been preaching to us. 
when I went, they told me, they said he doesn't sow among stones anymore. He's been sowing among stones, but he has stopped. <laughs> so it's no more, he said, I cannot come to preach in our small church. And that was what ended my relationship with them. You see, the, in those days, there were two big churches in Ghana. One was this one, and the other was another one. This one said they don't sow among stones. So that ended or an existing relationship. God cut it from that message. We don't sow among stones. The second person, when I approached them, they said, there are some people who don't respect authorities. And instead of concentrating on their school, they say God has called them. Instead of going to Bible school and doing the proper thing. Anytime I remember going to that church, I remember the story of Nabal. Because the same words that were used on Nabal were used on me. But there are some young people who just come up and don't respect authorities. And that's, that's Nabal, what Nabal said about David. That was the end of that relationship. So now I was through that separation from the two main charismatic churches I was forced to now learn ministry in a different independent way that God will show me without learning from any of them. And that's what we have. It's true. So ladies and gentlemen Sometimes you have to be separated. So some of you have been used to that flowing along in London and so on. And people even call you and they say, oh, hey, you. This. But I see people don't know that maybe you are a very great person in the ministry. Maybe you are an apostle. And maybe you are a prophet. But it's like you are just around one of the brethren. But you see, God is maybe selecting you separately and make you different. Do you understand? Yeah. So, this is the first thing that happens. You have to fall into the ground. You have to be rejected before you be accepted. And you don't have to be upset. But now you are alone. Now you are not with all your friends. Now you are not with the people. Because when you go on the mission field, one of the problems is loneliness. When you are a seed in the ground, you are alone. Who is going to be your friend? Who do you see? Sometimes we are, some of us are so used to being with people all the time, but sometimes it comes to a point you are alone. And you don't have the support of certain things all around you. And it takes time. Sometimes when you don't see some people, it takes time for their presence and their influence to leave you. Any time you see somebody whose wife has died or whose husband has died, you would think that they have overcome it. But it takes years before the person actually goes out of their lives. Because even if you are quarreling with the person all the time, what happens is that that person is part of your life in a way. Especially if you've lived for a long time with that person. So, it takes time for the person to actually exit. 
The person may be in the grave, but the person has not exited from your life. And every year, as things happen, when the person's birthday comes, when a certain event comes, when something comes up that you used to do with the person, even if you were not happy in the marriage, the person's presence is there and you feel the person's presence in your life. So it takes time for things to be separated from you even when they are physically separated. Sometimes you may be separated physically from London or from somewhere, but you are not separated in the spirit from whatever is here. Yeah. And it's taking the time to get those things out of your system. I tell you. So you, 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 you need to. I mean, I always remember one day flying. The only time I've ever flown on a flight with uh, Archbishop Duncan Williams. As I, he was sitting somewhere and I was sitting on another side. But I went to him and I sat with him for about an hour or two. But I, I always remember just learning something that this is the ministry. The ministry is everything. I'm from my doctor background. Do you see? It's very strong. Seven years they tried to make me a doctor. It's not a small thing you can just shake off. A professional university. Do you get it? And my background. But I realize here is somebody who is just a ministry. All that he knows is God, prayer. The plane shook and he lifted his hand, just spoke words in the aeroplane, said, hey, everything is spiritual. <laughs> he doesn't know anything else, just God and prayer. We, are, we command angels, I mean, he asked some angels to either sit on a plane or do something. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? 